Salutations. Welcome back to Sports The Winning Way. I'm your host, Femi Okubadija. I'm very excited to introduce my very first guest, Eddie. I met Eddie a few years ago down here in South Florida. I saw him wearing a Brooklyn Nets hoodie, and I know any Brooklyn Nets fans like myself down here, I introduced myself as a fellow Nets fan. To my shock, Eddie told me he's originally from Marine Park, Brooklyn, which is 15 minutes away from where I grew up in Canarsie, Brooklyn. Even more surprising, Eddie, just like myself, follows the New York Jets, the New York Yankees, and the Brooklyn Nets. He has tremendous knowledge in all New York sports teams. We converse on a weekly basis, usually after the New York Jets loss, to complain about yet another debacle. Eddie and I agree on most things Jets-related, except for one item, which we will both go through our graves disagreeing on, the Doug Bryan playoff debacle in Pittsburgh in 2004. Eddie, welcome to the show, buddy. Eddie. Yes, sir. How's it going, Eddie from Marine Park? How's it going, sir? I'm doing good, except for another uh, jet debacle. Um, people keep saying that Sam Donald's not coached right. And yes, Adam Gase, I've seen enough. He's, he's not a good coach. But the blame to me is, is more on Donald because you've seen the game, you've seen when he got sacked last night. And yes, I did. And when, when he almost, you know, hurt his shoulder. I, I, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but what I was watching in that play, he had three Mississippis before the pressure got to him. He missed an open receiver downfield. I was basically waiting. Hey, Eddie, how's it going? Good. How are you, man? Doing well, doing well. And you didn't even give me a chance for you to do, so you just jumped right into it. I love it. <laughs> well, let me continue on, on, on that game or lack of game, if you want to call that a game between two crappy NFL teams. First of all, um, we made, as usual, we, we made a, a, what was it, third-string quarterback look pretty good because nobody talks about how the defense sucks. I'm sorry, but in my life following the Jets, I keep hearing they've never had a quarterback. They've never had a quarterback. You know what? They've never had a, sh- a stout defense. Yeah, with, with Rex Ryan, they, they made it to two championship games. But how about this? The first KFC championship game, we're up 17-6 late in the second quarter and then we allow what is it 24 unanswered points i'm sorry that's not a big time defense to me not at all not at all then i'll give you another one following the next year we're in pittsburgh let's see if you can remember this we're down late in the game 24 19 pittsburgh has third and seven Mm. all we gotta do i'm not asking for a turnover i'm not asking for a sack just get in just make a stop just make a stop pittsburgh converts Game, set, match, the game's over. I remember. It talks about the defense. It's always the offense, the offense. But we never have a defense, a shutdown defense, like the Giants have had, the Bears, Patriots. It, 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 do you agree it's, on, it's under the radar that the Jets' defense never, never makes a stop when it needs to? No, for the most part, no. I know in the Mark Sanchez years, when we played against the Colts in the playoffs, they did stand up. I think we won that game, was it 17-10? I can't remember the exact score. But we beat Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. That's probably the only time I remember us having a really good defense. And then another time, actually, we beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Yeah, twenty. You're talking about the 2010 season. Yes, I do. Yes, we did play good. But then again, like what I'm saying is in Pittsburgh, the week after the same season, third and seven, all we got to do is make a stop, and we didn't do it. Pittsburgh Very true. on third and seven, and, and that was the that was the. 2010 was the last time the Jets actually existed because since 2010, the Jets are in the wilderness. 
hundred percent. Let's let's go a little back. Tell me about your background as a Jets fan. Okay, nineteen seventy eight. I'm six years old. That was the year of the. Um, so all you younger people wouldn't know. Older people would know. The year the Giants had the the it was called the fumble, the miracle at the Meadowlands. Herman and Edwards. Herman Edwards. Well, the New York Giants were up. Benny. Eddie, perfect. All right. Could, perfect. Okay. So you were talking about the 1978 with the Giants and the Eagles? Yeah. At that time, the Giants were a laughing stock. They had um, a 17-12 lead against Philly with like 19 seconds to go. All they had to do was kneel on the ball, and it's over. But they decided the quarterback of the Giants, Joe Pisacic, tried to hand it off to Larry Zonka, their running back. Larry it was a botched handoff. Herm Edward returned it for a touchdown, and the Giants were like a laughing stock. And the Jets that year were actually respectable. They were actually eight and six, could have made the playoffs, but as I would find out years later, did a typical same old Jets thing and lost the last two games and didn't make the playoffs. But um, at that time, I didn't know about the same old Jets because I was only a six year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, the game, the game that got me drawn into the Jets was they're in Denver. They're facing the defending AFC champions. They're down 28-7 early. And then they came back, win the game 31-28. Now, I don't really remember anybody on that team, but that's the game that drew me into being a Jets fan, unfortunately. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's been rough. You know, I, I came in a little later than you. Um, I was born in the late. I'm about six years younger than you are. And I started following the Jets in 1989, and oh, the misery, the misery, the misery. It's been pretty bad. Oh, 89. I remember that year. That was that was an, a nice four and twelve disaster. That got <laughs> that got Joe Walton fired, and then we got Bruce Coslet. Bruce Coslet, yes. Yeah, he was. Eh. I mean, the record was 26 and 38, one playoff appearance. I mean. Bad players. I don't know if he was a terrible coach, but it's just I don't know the Jets. When you you go to the Jets, you're you're, you're stepping in quicksand. <laughs> yes, you are. And his quarterback was Ken O'Brien at the time, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, nothing against Ken O'Brien, but you, that's a sour taste in Jet fans' mouth because we passed over Dan Marino for Ken yes, O'Brien. How do you like that? Yes, we did. Oh my God, we've had some draft some draft blunders. The one that still pains me to this day. Is going to be drafted Carl Brady over Hall of Famer Warren Sapp. Oh, God, please. Again, though, again, the reason we passed over Warren Sapp and the reason we passed over Dan Marino was because of alleged marijuana, marijuana use by each player. That's the reason. I'm sorry, but the New York Giants, they hid with Lawrence Taylor's cocaine use because the New York Giants care about winning championships. That is true. And that's all we care about. Is winning championships, but for some reason the Jets care about image. I don't know why. I don't care about image. Win the goddamn game. That's it. That's what you. That that's. I mean, here's where I'm going to step on your toes a little. But but as as one of my favorite Jet coaches would say, I know he's your least one of your least favorites. But you play to win the game. I had to oh, get that in there. Now that's a sore subject, there, buddy. Now we can. Now we're going to talk about where me you argue. The 2004 playoffs. The Doug oh. Bryan. Fiasco. Let's talk about that. Oh, let's, let, I just, okay, recently I just watched that game on YouTube because I've heard over the last 15, 16 years that that was Herm Edwards' fault. I'm sorry. There's a thing called flow of the game. The Jets offense scored three points. 
They scored a touchdown on a pick on a pick six by Reggie Tongue. They scored a touchdown on a Santana Moss punt return. Other than that, my favorite Jet quarterback, Chad Pennington, got sacked five times. He did. He did. Curtis Martin rushed for like 70 yards, had a 3.2 yard per carry average. Flow of the game, the Jet offense did nothing. I'm sorry. You have a 43 yard field goal it, with no win. You got to make it. And there's, there's another thing. Before you tell me that he missed, missed one before, well, guess what? Lawrence Times missed two field goals with the Giants, 36 and 43 yarders in Green Bay, in the cold Green Bay, cold. The frozen tundra. Yes, right, frozen tundra, and he makes a 47-yarder. He did his job. All the Jets are asking Doug Bryan to do, kick a 43-yarder, which we're both numbers guys. I'm sorry, I'm going to say that's a three out of four chance that he's going to make it. Not for Doug Bryan. I, once I saw him going for the playing for the field goal, I said, we are done. He already missed the field goal with two minutes left in the game. And then you have another chance and you play for a 43-yard field goal. What about trying to make it what about trying to make it a little closer? Go for a 35-yard field goal. I'll answer that. I'll answer that. Again, flow of the game. We Pittsburgh was not buying anything. The Jets offense was selling. They were they were not buying anything. We had three and outs all over. Again, the quarterback was sacked five times, and Curtis Martin ran for three yards a carry. You know, and I know Curtis Martin is much better than that. Much and the better. Pittsburgh's All defense, Pittsburgh's defense was good and always is good. And and the point is, why not try to make it closer? Because I was thinking, if he fumbles, it, uh, gets sacked, then you're out of field goal range. A 43-yard field goal. I am sorry, it's 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 makeable with no no win. There was no win. Eddie, in your heart of hearts, did you think there was any chance he was going to make that field goal? If it wasn't, if he wasn't on the, if he was on any other team, yes. But because it's the Jets, I always think the worst. <laughs> I didn't think so, but I'm sorry. 43. Every time I watch football from that game on, I see a 43-yard field goal. I look to my dad. He looks at me, and we all bring up Doug fucking Brian. It's a kick that's got to be made. He, he gets paid. You're right. He gets paid. He should make the kick, but I had zero faith. Zero picks in making that kick. But here's another thing you probably may not remember. Doug Bryan had a good year that year. He did. So, so that, that's it. He's got to make that. Yes. I'll quote her with a high-pitched voice after the game. He's got to make that kick. And I agree with him. 16 years later. <laughs> oh, God. 16 years later. I'm Perfect sorry. He's got to make those. Th- that was the worst Jet playoff game in my life. And I guarantee it. You were saying Eddie, that was the worst playoff? Yeah, Eddie, you said that was the worst playoff loss. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, there's been so many, but, but here's one that you don't. That's right. You came. You became a Jet fan uh, two years after, uh, three years after this other playoff loss. You probably heard of it. Uh, Cleveland, January third, nineteen eighty-seven. We were in Cleveland. Yes. We're up. We're up twenty to ten with under under four minutes to go. Oh my god! And and we let Cleveland tie the game on a. Mark Gastineau roughing the passer call, which, listen, I am not into people getting hurt. I don't like people getting hurt. But these roughing the passer calls then and now, they're pussy calls. Yes, they are. Sorry. You're running full speed. It's impossible to just stop without without touching the quarterback. I agree. It's ridiculous. I agree. It's, it, they're making it. They're making football into a touch, touch, two touch, two hand touch game. It's like flag football. I mean, you breed in a quarterback and fifteen yard penalty right away. 
It's bullshit. Come on. It's, it's impossible. Now, again, just so people don't think I, I, I want a guy getting helmet to helmet. No. But but a lot of these calls are really bullshit calls. I agree 100%. Now, let's talk about Adam Gates and Sam Donald. Okay. I feel, to me, it's it, they both suck. But to me, I'm going to be, it's unpopular of me, but I think it's mostly Sam Donald's fault because, like I was saying, I don't know if, if I'm repeating, when he got sacked and almost got knocked out of the game yesterday, he had like three Mississippis before the pressure broke down. He did. And there was a guy, I think number 16 was the wide receiver, Smith. He was waving his hands, begging Donald. To he was. He was wide so open, open on the slant. Wide open. Wide open. If you're a good quarterback and you have three Mississippis, I'm sorry, that's the quarterback. There's no, you can't blame the line anymore. No, no, that was a really bad play. Even Troy Aikman said, you have to give it to the ball. You had all day, you have to throw that ball. There's no reason for you to take that sack whatsoever. No. Yeah, and that's why I'm, I'm tired I, I, I'm tired of the line getting blamed. I don't think the line, well, the run blocking sucks. I mean, as soon as the running back gets the ball, there's like three it. people in the backfield. But I don't think the pass blocking is that bad. I would give the pass blocking a B minus. Woo! I would go with a C. B minus is B minus is being very liberal there, Eddie. Very liberal. But why you think the, you thought the pass the pass blocking this season? You think it's you think it's just average? I think it's slightly above average. I would give a C, maybe C plus at best. All right. I mean, the only the only blemish on the line is maybe the right side a little bit. I've noticed the guy Van 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 Rotten gets a little beat. <laughs> Van and- Rotten. Van, what, how do you spell his name? I don't know. Van Rotten, Van Brocken. Van, yeah, get the hell out of my team. Yeah, I'm T-shirt, so I'm saying Van Rotten and, and fans are a little shaky, but I don't I don't know. I don't think it. I bet you, okay, I bet you if they had, don't laugh, Mitchell Trubinsky, he gets rid of the ball, he has mobility. I know he's inaccurate, but, but I'd rather have him. I, I would rather have him. I am not a fan of Sam Donald. I did not like that draft pick. I think he's highly overrated. He's been with us for three years. I see no improvement. I'm ready to move on. I'm hoping for a one in fifteen season. I want him gone, and I want Adam Gates gone. I've hated Adam Gates from the moment we hired him. Eddie and I, we live in the South Florida area, and we both have seen what he did with the Miami Dolphins. I'm not a fan at all of Adam Gates. Not a fan. I think he's worse than Rich Kotite. What are your feelings about that? Well, I, I told you, Kotite, people don't realize, Kotite, his first with the Eagles, 11 and 5 and 10 and 6. And, and then he was 8 and 8 and 7 and 9. And is he, him or, him or Adam Gase? It, to me, it's, they're both not, they're both not good, they don't, they're both not good coaches, but I think it's more of getting into that jet quicksand. I really do. Like, like you have a young six-year-old boy. If he ever grows up and becomes a football player, for his health and safety, I wouldn't want to draft it by the Jets. Something's going to go wrong. <laughs> I'm go sorry. It, I, I, I've seen it all. It's like I'm always waiting for the, something bad to happen. No, I agree. I agree. He's seven, and it's interesting because when he wanted to pick teams, I said, you can pick any team you want, but you cannot be a Jets fan. So he ended up picking the Dallas Cowboys, which is okay. I always say this. Good fathers don't raise their sons to be Jets fans. You don't raise your kids to be Jets fans. It's just a lifetime of misery, and the misery ends with me. Yeah, you're, and that's probably what my dad did to me at the time. The Giants were a laughing stock, and he probably didn't want me to suffer like he did with the Giants. Little do we know, 42 years later, I wish he made me suffer because, yeah, the Giants, 
the last three plus years have the worst record in the NFL, but I'm sorry. I'm trusting history. They're going to turn it around sooner or later. They will. I mean, Giants have what, three Super Bowls in, in, in our Four. lifetime? Four. Four Super Bowls and, and, and uh, five appearances because they, they appeared in one and got waxed by Baltimore. You're right. 86. They won 86. 90. 90. And, and then, then 07 and 11. And then 2000, they lost to the Ravens because, in my opinion, Terry Collins was scared of them. He was. He was. He was. He was. 100%. I forget. He was 100%. Yeah, they won twice against the New England Patriots. I mean, it's been rough. I have, I have not even been to the Super Bowl as a Jets fan. Not even been to the Super Bowl. No, my, my, my experience is zero for four in AFC championship games. The Mud Bowl in 82. The, um, th- then in 98, the Vinny Testaverde, they were up 10 nothing early in the third quarter. Against actually, the Broncos. Actually, this is a funny story about that game. They're, down, they're up 3 nothing at the half. I'm still thinking, nah, the Broncos are going to win. They're a 9.5-point favorite. Once Chad Cascadon blocked that punt into the end zone, I started thinking, it's finally going to happen. I thought the same it's thing. It's finally going to happen, and, and, and the roof caved in right after that. Denver scored 23 straight <laughs> points. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's so hard to be the Jets fan. Every time I watch a Jets game, I curse. I go crazy. My wife would say, why do, you, why do you keep putting – why do you do this to yourself? I said, because I have no choice. I'm a, I'm a Jets fan. I can't stop it. I have to watch them. I'm going to grant. I'm going to go crazy. But I don't believe in switching teams. I've oh, been no. first. Jets. No, I'm never going to – no. I, I, will ne- I, I, will never, I will never switch teams. I'll always be a Jets fan. But I finally did what I threatened to do. And this is the first year I am not paying – I am not going to pay $65 a month because our owner is garbage. We oh my gosh. have the fifth most salary cap money to spend. And in the words of Manish Mehta, the um, New York Daily News jet beat reporter, yes, that sir. money's collecting dust. So, <laughs> so if, if I feel why, if you don't want to put money into your product, why the heck do I have to put my hard-earned money into the product when you don't care about the team? Oh, feel free to curse. There's a lot of fucking cursing on this podcast. <laughs> feel free to curse. Then, okay, why the fuck am I going to put... $65 a month when this cheap-ass owner doesn't want to make, has his fifth most cap base for them. And I don't want to hear, oh, we're waiting for next year. We're punt- I'm tired of punting on seasons, damn it. I'm oh tired. My God. I'm, Let's, it, I'm, okay, go ahead. It's been rough. I mean, yesterday's game against the Broncos, we, play, we played a third-string quarterback, Brett Rippin. Apparently, he's Mark Rippin's nephew, nephew. Mark Rippin from the Washington Redskins. Nephew. Nephew, nephew. And this guy is just going up and down the field, tearing us apart at the seams like he's a wily veteran. He looked better to me than Sam Donald yesterday. Oh, without a doubt, that's another thing people don't talk about. We had five fucking field goals. Oh, my God. You got to score. I mean, okay, field goal here, field Yeah, score a touchdown. It's like the great, my opinion, the greatest coach in the history of the NFL, the tuner, Bill Parcells, said, quote, I want a quarterback that's going to get me into the end zone. That's it. And this guy ain't doing it. Five field goals? Are you kidding me? His only touchdown was a rushing touchdown. He did not have a single passing touchdown yesterday. He did not have one. No. No. And and, and then here's the other thing I'm hearing, which I'll buy it a little bit, but then I'll debunk it. Here's what I'm hearing. Well, based on that run, they don't – Gay should call – more design rollouts and, and running plays. Oh, okay, but go. here's how I debunk that. How come 
when I see Josh Allen flushed, he makes a play. He He'll does. either run 20 yards or, or, or throw a bullet for 20 yards. When Donald gets flushed, other than that play yesterday, when he gets flushed, I'm just happy that he throws it in, out of bounds. I'm happy. I agree. Did you see that play when he tripped over his own feet? Oh, give me a break. He had – and that was another one. He had all day to throw. It's not the line. He was seeing the ghost of metal ass bass. Yeah, the, 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 the ghosts of the Denver Broncos who don't have Von Miller. Come on, an 3 team. Now the 1-3 because they faced us. Look, come of on. Of course, of course. It's tough. But what about Adam Gates? It's fourth and inches. You're 0-3. Go for the first down. No, I'll tell you I'll tell you why. I knew this. you were going to bring this up. Okay. The reason I was thinking go for the field goal. Oh, my besides, God. It, besides it's a chip shot field goal, they'll get the lead. And then this is where my, my premise is on the defense. Get the lead. Even though the defense allowed the, the, the Broncos to come back and get a field goal, once again, the ball was in Donald's hands. All he had to do was march the team down the field like any franchise quarterback does, and he didn't do it. He'll never do it. He's not a franchise quarterback. I want him off the team by the end of the year. I want him gone. I don't want, I, I don't want him either. I don't. I've seen, I have seen enough because – People keep saying, oh, if he has a good team around them, I'm sorry. He gets protection, and I see him missing open receivers. I bet if 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 we had – I don't want to say Tom Brady because Brady makes, would make me and you good receivers. So Yes, he would. But let me think of somebody – Eli Manning. If, if we had Eli Manning in his prime, I'm sorry. I think Eli Manning – we would be scoring 25 points a game. I agree with that. I agree with it. I agree with it. I don't see what anybody sees that makes them believe Sam Donald is a franchise quarterback. He just isn't. He, he no, just his, isn't. his ceiling to me is being a game manager like like Trent Dilfer when Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl for the Ravens. But it was basically the defense, and they basically told Dilfer, stay out of the way and don't turn the ball over. I don't think Sam Donald on his best day is Trent Dilfer. Wow! I wow, don't think really he, I, mean, I do not like him. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm on, you know, I'm on Jets Twitter going crazy. I refuse to defend Sam Donald. I do not like him as a quarterback. I mean, what was his first play, rookie year? What was his first play? Don't make, I, I'll, I'll tell you what it was. I didn't even get to sip my beer and I saw that pick fucking six. That was his first play. I wanted him released right at the spot. I said, get him the fuck off my team. Right <laughs> there and then. I would have cut him. I would have cut him, Eddie. Get him the fuck off my team. Get him the fuck off. A pick six, the very first play of your career, get the fuck off my team now. You're right also because I remember the play too. It wasn't like he dropped back, he was being rushed, and he threw it up. No, he had time. That's what I'm saying. The Jet offensive line, if I was a lineman... I hate him because everybody keeps saying the Jet offensive line sucks. Yeah, they suck because the quarterback holds on to the ball too fucking much. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, he gets mono. I don't want this guy on my team anymore. Go get your little college girls. Go to USC. Get the fuck off my team. Just leave. And, and that's another thing you mentioned. You, 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 USC. Why are we drafting quarterbacks from there when, I, when, to my knowledge, none of them have ever won champ a Super Bowl? No, no. No. So what, are you, what, what are you drafting guy, guys from there? I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I'm going to ask you this question. I don't think I've asked you this before. Who would you rather have on the Jets if you had a choice? Jim Dolan 
or the Johnson brothers. I'll let you talk, and then Ooh. to me, it's a no-brainer. I'll, I'll let you talk first. That is rough. Now, Eddie and I are both Brooklyn Nets fans, so it's tough. Dolan, I mean, Dolan has done nothing with the Knicks. The Knicks have had the worst record in the NBA over like the past 16 years. Oh my God. You know All right, what? I'll answer that though. I'll answer that. Go ahead. Okay. I bring this up. You have a you have a seven-year-old boy. Yeah, he'll be yeah. Eight, eight in a month. Yes. Eight. I'm sorry. Eight-year-old eight, eight year old boy. Now, yeah. if if he tries hard, but you know, his grades aren't good. You could accept that more than him just being a lazy ass. Correct? Yes, of course, of course. Okay. You have to work hard, yes. Yeah, okay, that brings me to Jimmy Dolan. I would rather have – if he owned the Jets, I would be happy compared to the Johnsons because the analogy I gave you with, with, with a kid struggling, but he tries hard. Dolan tries to win at least. At least he tries. At least he spends the money. Okay? That is true. This shit-ass owner, since he bought the team in 2000, I remember <laughs> in 2003, the Redskins raided us with uh, a guard named Randy Thomas, a kicker named John Hall. Th then, th then we don't want to pay John Abraham. Oh, then, my gosh. You want then, to we don't wanna, then we don't want to pay Darrell Revis. Then oh we don't want to pay Jamal Adams. I'm sorry, Dolan any day, because at least he cares about the fucking team. You're Johnson right. doesn't give two shits. All he cares about is selling tickets. That's all he cares about. You're 100 percent right. We have we have still we have not replaced Jonathan Abram. No, we haven't replaced. Now his last year on the Jets was 05. That's 15 years. Oh my years. god, we haven't had a pass rusher since then. Oh my god, I can't because that, that, because they're cheap. Once the once the Jets develop somebody good and his contract is up, oh no, we don't want to we don't want to pay him. So on the Jet Jet logic, they'll probably extend Donald to, to a three five year contract. Oh my god. They better not. That's why I'm I telling, swear I'm to God, they you, better not. I'm telling you, I don't. The reason I don't want the. I was telling a lot of friends, young Jet fans. Oh, if they get the first pick, it's so obvious they're gonna draft Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. But then, yeah, but they're not. But the Jets aren't gonna draft. They'll, they'll fuck it up. They're not gonna draft him. They're allergic to. <laughs> oh my God, it's tough. Penny? Hey Eddie. Yeah, okay. you good to go. Okay. Uh, we were saying about Trevor Lawrence. Yes, sir. Okay. But based on the knowledge of the Jets, don't you see it that they'll fuck this up anyway? They have something against quarterbacks that could move. We haven't had a lateral quarterback since, what, Brad Smith? Yeah, and he wasn't, I mean, he was a, you know, gadget of all players. Yeah, wildcat, wild, wildcat, yeah. So they will not draft Trevor Lawrence. What they'll do is trade down, acquire more draft picks, and draft busts. I'm sorry. I agree. I agree. You're 100% so right. I want I mean, wins. I, 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 not only do I want wins, I'm ready to put Joe Flacco in. Oh, 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 oh. Isn't Joe Flacco like 40 years old? Nah, he's only like 36. Oh, boy. But that broken neck of his? Okay. He, you don't think he'll do... Oh, he, oh you want... I'll pile on Gase for a minute. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not on the... Um, the hate Adam Gase train like everybody is. I mean, I'm not... Oh, I hate him. Gase. I hate I'll, him. I'll pile on him another thing. Joe Flacco comes in, right? Yes, sir. Are you fucking kidding me? He hit, he shackled them. He did. Little hand. You know what it is? I think he's scared of a controversy. He's scared that a Flacco completed passes. Oh, what am I gonna do? What am I? You know, you're gonna keep the hot hand. That's what you're gonna fucking do. You're right. I mean, Flacco can throw the deep ball. That's one thing he can do. He can always throw the deep ball. Not only can he throw the deep ball, he has a championship. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's 
he's in the, I would put him in the Eli Manning class. Like you, you have Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. That's like the, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers. That's like the um, top tier of franchise quarterbacks. Then the second tier franchise quarterbacks, I would have Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, Philip Rivers. Like you, you get what I'm saying? You would put Joe Flacco in the same class as Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. Well, Philip Rivers hasn't won anything. He hasn't won anything. I mean, I love playing Philip Rivers. Whenever the Jets play the San Diego Chargers in the playoffs, oh, we I loaded up. I loaded up. Win. We win. We win. That's one team. No, that, that's the one team. Because if you look at it, everybody right now, if they're playing the Jets, they, they know it's a win. It's, it's, it's easy for 100%. them. 100%. I'm 4-0 for the season. I've been a Jets fan for 30 years. This is the first time I've ever bet against them. I'm 4-0 for the year. Well, me. This is the first time I'm 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 only gonna watch the games that are, that I that are for free. I'm not gonna pay for this aggravation anymore. I, it's, I don't I don't blame you, buddy. It is so hard, and you know, being in South Florida, there's a lot of us Jets fans down here. It's, it's, it's incredible. Oh yeah, I mean, I went to last year's another disaster. The, when we when we lost to the previously winless Dolphins in Miami, there oh, they were God. a lot of Jets. We Jets lost fans. to the winless Dolphins. Didn't we lose to the winless Bengals also? Yes, sir. Oh my yes, gosh. Sir. Oh my gosh. And, and, and here's, here's another one. Here's another one I'm getting sick of hearing. Oh, the, the, the little brothers. We, we got to get an identity. We're, we're in the shadow of the Giants. Win Super Bowls and you're out of the shadow. I'm sick of that nonsense. I mean, I, I'm not going to make fun of, I don't want to mention names, but a person I used to work for, he, he likes the owners because he's a boss, and I guess bosses stick up for bosses, whatever. They he likes to. the jet owners, and he says, well, when, when they tried to build the stadium in Manhattan, it was to give us an identity, to stay out of the shadow of the Giants. There's only one way you stay out of the shadow. You win Super Bowl. That's, That's it. it. There's no other way. You win a goddamn the, Super Bowl. Because I'll, pro I'll prove it to you, the myth that, the, that, that New York is a giant town. I will prove it to you. Okay. 1982, the, the week of the Mud Bowl. The week of the Mud Bowl, we were a, a, a game away from going to the Super Bowl. The Giants were four and five. They missed the playoffs. That whole week, it was all Jets talk. Wow. All, you, didn't even, you didn't even know the Giants existed. Why? Because the Jets were superior that year. So that wins. Then I'll go back to I, the, the debate of me and you, the Doug Bryan week. Oh, okay? boy. Or you call it the Herm Edwards week, whatever. The point is, that week, that year, the Giants were six and ten. Eli Manning was a rookie. The, the Giants were a non-factor. The, the Jets were ten and six. They made the playoffs. They upset at the time the San Diego Chargers, who are now the LA Chargers. They they pulled that upset. The whole week, I drove around seeing Jet banners, Jet banners, no Giant banners. So this little brother syndrome is 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 all an excuse. They're not the little brothers. It's about winning. The only team that deserves to have a little brother syndrome is the, is the Brooklyn Nets because the Knicks suck. Yet even when the Nets were in the finals, it was a Knicks town. It still and was. It was. You're 100% right. Have, the, the Nets have a, have a gripe about being little brothers, not the Jets. The Giants have championship pedigree. And I don't know if you know this, the Giants have like the third most Super Bowl um, trophy since the Super Bowl era. Only the – I think the Steelers have, have five. No, the Pats have six. The Steelers have five, and um, New the, and um, the Patriots Dallas, have six. Dallas has five. So the Giants have are like the fourth most Super Bowl wins. So th there's no little brothers. It's about it's about putting hardware and trophies on the table. Who's going to be our next coach? It cannot be Adam Gates. Who's going to be? No, our next coach? no, 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 no. Can't be Adam Gates. Okay, here's another one. 
Speaking of ownership and coaches, I want Jim Harbaugh. You know how you get Jim Harbaugh? Besides whining and dining him for a steak dinner, you pay him. That's how. Since, since these clowns have owned the Jets, every coach they got was a rookie coach except for Adam Gase. Why did we didn't get McCarthy? Because they don't want to spend the money. That's why. You're right. You're 100% right. I wanted, That's the reason. I wanted Jim Harbaugh. And for some reason, we just wouldn't want to pay him. That, no, there ain't we need some reason. They're cheap. That's the reason. They're cheap. The They're cheap. It's, 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 I, I miss Leon Hess. Oh, God bless him. God I bless miss Leon Hess. Because, yes, they went through a rut in the 70s. But, damn it, at least he woke up and he freaking pried away Bill Parcells for the Patriots. He, he cared about, he wanted to win a Super Bowl before he died. He is turning over in his grave right now, seeing Adam Gates leading his team, the Johnson brothers fucking up the whole mess, and Sam Donald throwing yet another interception. He is turning over in his grave right now. He is. because Oh, man. Leon Hess, again, he tried at least to win. It's effort. These owners, I'll quote a guy in the market when I was a truck driver in Brooklyn, New York, Sunset Park Market. The guy goes, quote, as long it, the Jets could go eight and eight, two and fourteen, or four and twelve. As long as those seats are filled, Woody Johnson's happy. I don't want an owner like that. You don't want that. You don't want that at all. I no, mean, and, it's, and, it's and, about and, winning. And, and if George Steinbrenner owned the Jets, oh George, he he would not have this be a fifty-one year fucking drought of, of an ineptitude. Not at all. Eddie and I are also both Yankee fans. Speaking about the Yankees, what do you think our chances are against the Rays? Oh, I think they have. I think they have a very good chance. I'm picking them in four. If I, I picked them in five, but if you think you know, you you know baseball. If you say four from your mouth to God's ears, I will take that. Yeah, but no. I think first of all, I'll give you this. I'll give you some nuggets, tracks, and trends. Regular season doesn't mean shit. Because Means nothing. I'll go back 32 years. In '88, the 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 Dodgers were one and eleven against the Mets. And then in 88, the Dodgers beat the Mets in seven games. So the, the regular season doesn't mean anything. Momentum, as you could tell, doesn't mean anything. Because if Not you remember at all. the Yankees, 2000, we were 3-15. and 15. Everybody says, oh, we're done. We're done. And what happened? We were champions. So the, yes, we were. all that shit means nothing. And also, here's the other thing. We're healthy. When Tampa beat us 8 out of 10, we didn't have Judge. We didn't have Stanton. Those are two big bats. Yeah, they are. I mean, we, our, our hitting is impressive. Boyd is impressive. Lemayu, and who's the guy that hit the grand slam again? Oh, um, Urshela. Oh, oh my God, Gio Urshela. Oh, that was a moonshot. That oh, was just beautiful. What a find that was. I mean, it, it, it it's it's such a good find that they freaking. It's a sad story for Miguel Andujar, but not really sad because I feel he should be on the roster. As an outfielder and a bench player, because he he's be. better than Mike Ford. I'm sorry. We need his bat. We need his bat. Yeah, he could, the, Mike Ford was a nice story last season, but I don't. I think that was it. I'm ready to move on for him. And you know what? I was a little bit upset at Aaron Boone for starting Gary Sanchez in Game Two, but it worked out very well. Oh no, it did. It did. It did. I mean, people. I, my thing on Gary Sanchez, believe it or not. Okay, I know he batted a buck fifty. I actually like him. I like him because he, because if you if you prorate it, last year he had thirty five home runs and now he hit two thirty four. And this year, if you prorate it, he probably hit close to thirty home runs. He, I, a guy that could hit home runs, I, I like him. 
But I also like um, Higgy. Being oh, I love Higgy. Catch. I he's love gonna, Higgy. He's got a catch for, for Jared Cole because if yep. you look at the numbers, Cole's just a better pitcher. Yep, he's his personal catcher. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I don't have a problem with the personal catchers because as much as I'm for um, players getting paid a, a boatload of money because I am for the players, here's the other th- side of it, though. If you're not producing and it's October, I'm sorry. You're going to sit on the bench because as Joe Torrey would say, it's October, your ego stays at the door. And you know what? I used to get mad at Joe Torrey for not benching Rod- A-Rod more times because he, he really did a bad, except for 2009, he really didn't produce that much for us in the postseason. All right. As much as I hate to agree with you, because I'm an A-Rod fan, I, 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 have oh. to, I can't I – can't, no, I can't disagree with you. I cannot disagree with you. I can't. I mean, as, 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 as a, even though I'm a fan of him, yes, it, other than 2009, I mean, I'll remember – what was it? 2005 and 2006. 2006 particular, Joe Torrey batted him eighth. He Finally. was a Finally, I was like, you should have done this a long time ago. I mean, this this damn steroid user, whatever the hell he was shooting up himself, how come he didn't shoot up through the goddamn playoffs and get some goddamn hits? <laughs> That's a good question. And then, and then you might not remember, you might, 2012, Joe Girardi, who's my favorite Yankee manager of all time. Joe Girardi? You I, like I, Joe Girardi? Yes. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you I'll, why. Go ahead. 2013 to 2016, every year, I thought the Yankees were going to lose 90 games. The 13 squad had had Vernon Wells, who was past his prime. Oh, Vernon Travis Wells. Kaplan, who, who was past his prime. They had crap all over the place. And <laughs> crap. Well, guys that were long in the tooth. Like, the 2013 Yankees, if you had that lineup in 2006, yeah, that's a good lineup. But they had guys that were past their prime. And somehow, some way, Girardi had them almost making the playoffs. 13, 14, they snuck it in 15, and 16, they almost made the playoffs. How many years did Joe Girardi coach the Yankees? From 10 years. One championship in 10 years. Yeah, One. they were cheap. From 13 to 16, the Yankees are cheap. That, that's only four years, Eddie. There's another six okay. years. Okay, okay, let's go through it. 17... Was his, I think, 17. Yeah, 17 was his last year. So, 17, they were ahead of schedule. They weren't even supposed to, they were, they were supposed to win 81 games. And, and as usual with Girardi, his team's overachieved. He did a That's great job. That's why I like him. They he did a great job in 17. I thought he got a rough shake. I didn't think it was fair for him to get rid of him and bring in Aaron Boone. I wasn't a fan of that move. I will, I will tell you that. However, yeah. for okay. 10 years being a manager of the New York Yankees, one championship was not enough for me. All right, let me look at the teams. That 9 was great. We won it. 10, we had a great squad. We got knocked out against Texas. 11 and 12 were good. But then 13 to 16, they, they, were, they, were being, they didn't have shit. I bet, okay, I bet you this. And I'm going to make a statement, and then I'll back it up. Okay. I bet you, Joe, if Joe Torre managed the Yankees from 13 to 16, not, they would not have one winning season. What do I base that on? I'll tell you what I base that on. Okay. When Joe Torre managed the Mets from 77 to, I think, 81. Oh, my they God. Lost like, they lost like 95 to 100 games a year. And hypothetically speaking, if Girardi managed those Mets teams, in my opinion, they're probably going to be 500. Because Girardi knows how to make a team overachieve. He does. He does. He, do, he knows how to – I will say, give you that. 
He knows how to make a team overachieve. I don't know if he can really make a great team win a championship. He did it once. I will give him that. He got one from the Yankees, but I don't know if he's a championship-level coach. I think this is what you're saying. And correct me if I'm wrong, then. And, and, and this might be something I agree with, too. You trust Girardi over Tory if the team's marginal. But if the team's championship caliber, Tory knows how to, like, manage them better. Is that what you're saying? That's what, what I mean. Because, yes, Joe Girardi reminds me a lot of Buck Showalter. Buck, oh, Showalter. Buck Showalter. I love Buck Showalter. How many championships does Buck Showalter have? I, I, unfortunately, none. Yeah, and I love him to death, but he just could never get us. He would get us from point A to point B, but to get us to that championship, he just never got it done. But I love Buck Showalter. He's my favorite Yankee manager of all time. Oh, he's my second because I don't know if you remember this one. Nobody remembers this because this is – I remember the date. I, it's on YouTube now. May 17th, 1992, we're playing Oakland. There's a reason I'm bringing this up. May 17th, 90, 1992. I'll, I'll bring this up. 1990, Oakland beat us 12 out of 12. Then in, in 91, we finally smacked it around, split six out of six. Then in 92, before that date, Tony LaRusso, to me, yeah, he might be a great manager, but he's a punk. He was hitting, throwing at Yankee batters, and all our pitcher did, Melito Perez. Oh, Melito Perez! He... Yeah, Melito Perez was good in 92 and I remember. Yes, I remember him. He threw a pitch that was not even that up and into Willie Wilson. And in that game, May 17, 1992, Showalter charged basically the whole bench is emptied. And he made a quote, quote, Oakland has been spitting on our uniform, spitting dirt on our uniform, and it's going to stop. Oh, because they man. used to and that's what I like about Buck Showalter. I love Buck Showalter. Yeah, because he stood up. And if you Google that game, you just Google um, Buck Showalter versus Tony. You'll see the six-minute um, fracas or whatever you want to call it. I'll so, definitely check it out. Well, another one of the – go, go, go on, go on. Go ahead. That, that game, that, was, that put the Yankees out of the wilderness because they were in the wilderness for three and a half years, and that was when the Yankees were out of the wilderness. I'm going to tell you the first Yankee game I remember watching. This is a 1990, I believe. Oh, Deion Sanders. Oh, that team was brutal. Do you remember Deion Sanders inside the park home run? Yes. That is the first game I remember watching from the Yankees. I believe that was 1990. Yeah, it was 1990. I'm positive. Oh, my goodness. That was, oh, but that team was, let me tell you that team. If that team, if if you had trouble sleeping, just put that team on because <laughs> they were a sleeping pill. They, I'll, I'll give you some stats. I'll give you some stats. They had they had the um the the most amount of strikeouts and the least amount of walks. That's all you need to know. Wow, wasn't Steve Balboni and Matt was the catcher Matt Nope? What's his name? Okay, well, Noakes, Matt Noakes was there in, in maybe 90, but he, he, he had a good year in 91. He had like 25 home runs. And then when Buck took over, I think he lost his job to another good catcher, Mike Stanley. I don't know if you remember him. Of course Mike I Stanley. remember Mike Stanley. What's number 20? Yes, sir. Oh, good job. 20 home runs a couple of years, and then, and then, and then um, we got Girardi for a couple of years, and then Orhead. Oh, Jorge Posada. But let's talk about Steve Balboni. I love Steve Balboni. Nah, there was, he was a slick fielding first baseman. He could, he, could hit, he could hit the ball out of the yard. 
Yeah, he struck out a lot, but I didn't. Ha- I didn't have really any um bad feelings Ooh. or bad memories about him. We had Jesse Barfield, Mel Hall. Yo, let me tell you, you brought Jesse Barfield. That's another bad thing about the 90 Yankees. You just brought it up. Jesse Barfield led the team in RBIs with, guess what? 78 RBIs. Oh, meaning you, the whole they didn't season? Have a guy, forget about a 100 RBI guy. They didn't have a guy that had to have 80 RBIs that year. In the whole season, 78 RBIs led the whole team. Yes, sir. You could Google it, look it up, whatever you want to do. I, I would have lost that bet. I am shocked by that. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Jesse Barfield had keep, a rock. People keep talking about like, oh, the Bucky Dent and Stump Merrill days. It wasn't their fault. <laughs> that team was shit. That team. I mean, again, Girardi probably would have squeezed more wins out of them. Don't get me wrong, but the team was shit. The team. They lost ninety-five games. It was a miracle they didn't lose one hundred and five games. That team was bad. Wasn't that the time where Steinbrenner was still under suspension? He well, yeah, he got suspended July, late July of that year. Wow, he got suspended, and and then um, he 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 came back in the um, beginning of the nineteen ninety three season. Which, by the way, ninety three till now, twenty eight straight seasons with a winning record and counting. Wow. Yeah, and I got a buddy. He maybe he's just breaking my chops because he doesn't follow baseball. But he's like, oh, but you haven't won anything since two thousand and nine. Okay, fine. But when you go back in eighty nine, they won seventy four games. Ninety. They won 67 games. In 91, they won 71 games. In 92, they won 76 games. Mm. After that, 28 straight seasons with a winning record and five championships. I'm sorry. If the, let, let the Jets, Nets, or the New York Rangers go 27 <laughs> years with, with, a, with a winning record, five championships. And, and, the, and if you tell me, well, Eddie, the bad thing is they'll have an 11-year drought. I don't give a shit. Winning season contention. That's all I care about. Dive up. Sign me up. Now you're a Rangers fan. I'm a New Jersey Devils fan. So Ooh. I've seen about I've seen three championships in my lifetime as a Devils fan. So I'll take Okay, it. now I'll I'll, I'll def- even though I don't like the Devils because I think they're more of a rivalry than the Islanders, because I got into hockey more in the nineties than in the eighties. Same here. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this about the Devils. They're another team, they have a right to cry about little brother syndrome because they've won championships and they're still in the shadow of the Rangers. And 100%. as much as I hate the Devils. I gotta be honest. The Devils are a more successful franchise. Yes, we are. But 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 the but the little brother thing with the Giants and Jets—that's a bunch of that's a, that's a, that's a myth. That's all it is. It's a myth. I pray we go one and fifteen this year. We get a real quarterback and a real coach, and we do something next year. Well, we're getting we, we, Gase. Look, there's no chance of Gase being the coach next year. There's none. There's no chance. There's no chance he's going to be the coach next year. I agree um, with that. Here's one. It just came to my head. I mean, I know we've been up, down that road before, defensive coaches, but just, just hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Obviously, okay. obviously, I want Jim Harbaugh, but I'm realistic. The Jets are cheap. They're not going to go after Jim Harbaugh. So th- th- that's, you know, that's like me wanting to date J-Lo on Beyonce. I'm realistic. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so I'm a realistic person. Hear me out before you want to yell at me and hang up on the phone. Just please hear me out. I'll okay? hear you out. Of course. Greg Williams. The reason I would give him the chance Greg to be the coach, the, the defensive coordinator, he went, I think he went, what was it, two years ago when the, when the, when the Browns fired um, the 0-16 coach, the, the coach the Browns had from that was 0-16 and 1-15. They fired him midway through, and he went 5-2-1 and 
down the stretch. He did a great job with the Browns. He did a. I will say, I was surprised they didn't, they didn't, they didn't um keep him. I thought he did a great job. Yeah. I, but I, I was rooting for him to Greg Williams to be the Jets coach this year. But after seeing how undisciplined the defense was last night, with what eight personal fouls? I don't know. That's true too. That's true too. I mean, it's rough. I mean, and it was obvious he was trying to send a message. I actually think he was trying to throw the game to make sure that Gates got fired. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe. But what do you think? Is, I, I, and I'll give you a nugget against me, too. Greg Williams did coach the Bills in the early 2000s with little success. But then again, the Bills from 1999 to um, recently were what the Jets are. They, they were in the wilderness. You're 100% right. And if, oh, I would kill to be the Bills right now. My God, Josh Allen. Josh you, Allen. I told you, Josh Allen. You're he, right. He gets, you, he gets flushed. He's gonna make a play. Donald gonna... gets flushed and, and he throws an incomplete. You, you, you're happy. <laughs> yeah, I hate that guy. The guy tripped over his own feet. It felt like he, the butt fumble all over again. He he tripped and, and okay, the, the butt fumble and 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 yesterday's tripping over his feet. It had two things in common. The two things in common besides USC failed quarterbacks. I mean, one thing in common besides that, the protection was there. It was if there. You Google the butt fumble. He had protection. You're 100% like right. Yesterday. Over there. Oh my Just like God. yesterday, when he tripped over his own feet, he had protection. I'm done with him. He's not That's... the answer. He is not. not. He is, again, his ceiling is Trent Dilford, and I guess I'm being kind. You're being very kind. I will <laughs> sign up for Trent Dilford right now. <laughs> How about this one? Even though he's having a sophomore jinx so far, I'll take Daniel Jones over, over Donald. Oh, my God. Daniel Jones throws an interception every single game. Oh, that well, is like a tough I said, one. I think it's a, well, okay, my opinion is I think it's a sophomore jinx because last year he had twenty four touchdowns and twelve picks, which is you you want two to one ratio. I'll take that. I will take that. So I'm assuming he's just having a um a, a sophomore jinx the way my boy that you don't like in Cleveland, Baker Mayfield. Oh my God, Baker! I mean, he's having a better season this year. I'll give him a <laughs> chance. I am not a fan of Baker Mayfield. He has more commercials than touchdowns. We'll see what he does this year. <laughs> he does. He does. He has more commercials than touchdowns. Okay, but, but I'll ask you this. You don't think, and I know he, he's a type of guy, you either love him or you hate him. He can rub people the wrong way. I get all that. But you don't think if he was on the Jets, his his um fiery little man, little big man mentality, you don't think he could rub, rub the team and make them think with his leadership that they're better than what they are? You're talking about Johnny Manziel 2.0? No, Baker not Mayfield? Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel is a bum. I'm talking about Baker Mayfield. You don't think Baker Mayfield is Johnny Manziel 2.0? No, because, no, first of all, Johnny <laughs> Manziel, I don't even think Manziel ever threw, Baker's rookie year, 27 touchdowns and 14 picks was a record, number one. That I don't think good. Mayfield ever put 20 touchdowns in a year, let alone 27. And <laughs> I'm being honest, and, and, and right now, this year, he's played three games. Five touchdowns and two picks. If you prorate it, that's about 25 touchdowns and 10 picks. That's a winning quarterback. It is. I will take him over Sam Donald. I will oh, take. Let, let me just say this, too. Okay. The night of the draft, I wanted Baker Mayfield because I read about him. He's like, he's, he's like a little guy that's got a cocky attitude. When Cleveland took Baker Mayfield, I texted my friend who's a Jetfield in capital letters F U C K E D. Fuck. But what hurts me even more. From what I read, the Jet Brass wanted Donald. They didn't want Mayfield, which is once again why 
I don't want the first pick because they'll fuck it up. They will pass up on Trevor Lawrence. I'm telling you. And that draft, I wanted us to trade down to get Lamar Jackson. The Jets drafting a quarterback that could run? Again, there's a better chance that I'm going to be dating J-Lo and Beyonce than that happening. They're against running quarterbacks. They're against it. And and, and here's one. I'll 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 ask you this one. I never asked you this one. Rookie year only. Geno Smith's rookie year when they went eight and eight or Sam Donald. Who would you take? Geno Smith. By far, I'll take. I'll tell you why. Okay, the numbers for Geno Smith were twelve touchdowns, twenty-one picks. Terrible. However, there's a thing called the eye test, and there's there's a thing called four fourth quarter comebacks. He engineered four fourth quarter comebacks that year. Okay, and he ran. He reminded me. I, I'm dreaming now because obviously it didn't happen. But I was. They were doing some plays. Like option plays, I was like, "Wow, this guy could be a mini Cam Newton." Then the year after, they handcuffed him. It's like they they have something against quarterbacks that could move, which leads leads me to Trevor Lawrence. If we draft Trevor Lawrence, somehow, some way, they're gonna fuck it up. They're, they're gonna make him be a pocket passer, and then they're, they're not gonna make him run. The same old Jets. Yes, Eddie. Eddie, great spot. You did such a great job, sir. Thank you, thank you, man. Appreciate. I hope it. you can do this. Definitely on a weekly basis. You've done an amazing job. Your knowledge of the New York Jets, the New York Yankees is second to none. Oh, thank you. Jets, the season is already over. I'm hoping for one and 15. I'm hope, I, again, I, I, to eat, like I say, to each their own. I respect your opinion, but I'm not because I know they'll fuck it up. And I know that if they, if they draft Trevor Lawrence, they're going to make him not run. They're going to say, no, no, you can't run. They're going to shackle him. They probably will. Well, you know what? Let's think. Let's have good thoughts. Let's go, Yankees. You got it, buddy. Take it easy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Sports the Winning Way. I'm your host, Femi Kubadija. Special thanks to my guest today, Eddie.